Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 135 of See It or Shove It. I'm your host, Craig, and I'm here again this week to give you my thoughts on the latest movies playing in theaters and streaming on your TV. Let's get started. For our featured movies this week, an Oscar winner goes to war in space, a renowned psychoanalyst draws his career to a close, a man takes a test of survival, and a town is held hostage by a serial killer. First up, when war at home bleeds into outer space, the fight for control becomes a game of life and death. This is ISS. Hey guys. Wait a minute, what the what is going on down there? Oh, whoa! We gotta get out now, guys. Let's get out. Oh my God! You said, "Do you read?" War has broken out below, and we were told to take the ISS by any means necessary. Oscar winner Ariana DeBose stars as Kira, an astronaut on her maiden mission to the International Space Station. She meets her team, including Commander Barrett and Officer Christian, played by Chris Messina and John Gallagher Jr. On board, we are also introduced to Russian cosmonauts Nika, Alexei, and Nikolai, played by Masha Mashkova, Piro Asabek, and Kosta Ronin. The teams all get along because on the ISS, politics has no place, and they all serve one mission to provide scientific research for the betterment of the world. Kira makes a connection with Nika, but not so much with her lab mate Alexei. One day, she is treated to the view of Earth from space and senses an overwhelming feeling of peace. That is, until she sees what she initially thinks is a volcanic eruption on Earth. However, explosions begin happening across several locations down below, and the teams receive separate messages from Mission Control saying that an act of war is happening between the United States and Russia. Commander Barrett has been given orders to take control of the ISS by any means necessary. The divide between the teams begins to grow as it is assumed the other team has received the same orders. Trust issues begin to fracture the teams as their life support from Earth begins to fail as communication systems shut down. Can the team survive the threat from both Earth and space? When I saw the trailer for this, I predicted it would be a see-it. And I give this film a... Mild shove-it. This film had a lot of promise based on the idea. The trailer made it seem like it was going to be far more suspenseful than it actually was, and that disappointed me. Everything associated with the film is just okay at best. There were a couple things I didn't predict would happen, and that made some moments worth watching, and Ariana DeBose is always a treat to watch, so she does a fine job here. Nothing that's going to win her another Oscar, mind you, but she was capable in her performance. I was just hoping for more suspense throughout. You know, I wasn't expecting it to be of the quality of something like Gravity, for instance, but it didn't need to be as dull as it ended up being. Next, on the brink of a world war, Sigmund Freud holds a session with one of the world's greatest minds. This is Freud's last session. Professor Lewis. Dr. Freud. I've given you up for lost. Yoffe is my personal assistant. Really? Well, if a patient is calm, Yoffe always stretches out at my feet. But if a patient is agitated, Yoffe stands at my side. What should I make of his running away at the sight of me? Ah, well, 
He's also a fanatic about punctuality. Well, you have a wonderful home. My daughter Anna tried her best to replicate our home in Vienna. Forgive me, but why would you come here to see me if you disagree so passionately with my views? To make you realize that you're wrong. (laughs) With the world on the brink of war in 1939, psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud is facing a private cancer battle and is questioning his faith in God. He holds a therapy session with writer C.S. Lewis, author of faith-influenced works such as The Chronicles of Narnia. The two debate their religious beliefs— Freud is a non-believer in God, while Lewis is faithful and spiritual. Lewis is scarred by his experience in the previous war where he survived an attack while his best friend Patty did not. He has carried on a connection with Patty's mom that has turned into a sexual relationship. The two made a pact when the war began that the other would take care of their single parents should one of them not make it out alive. I'm not sure that this is what Patty had in mind, but whatever. It is an action Freud has a field day with. But he has conflicts of his own, as he has a strained relationship with his daughter Anna, played by Liv Lisa Fries. Anna has followed in her father's footsteps in the psychoanalysis business. He is conflicted with Anna concerning her relationship with Dorothy Burlingham, played by Jodie Balfour, as Freud has very stringent beliefs concerning homosexuality. With both the world and Freud facing uncertain futures, can each man overcome their conflicts? I give this film a... Shove it. Technically, there's nothing bad about this movie. It's a standard historical biopic, even though the meeting between Freud and Lewis is not verified as truthful in that it actually happened. My issue with the film is that it was just quite boring. So boring, actually, I fell asleep a few times. And I think the people behind me were laughing at me. Hopkins does a great job, as he normally does in the role of Freud. And with a stronger script, maybe he could have been contending for another Oscar, like he did when he actually played C.S. Lewis in the 1993 film Shadowlands. But don't worry, his name is not going to be one that is announced tomorrow, that's for sure. I wouldn't run out to see this if you're interested in the idea behind it. Wait for it to come to streaming, but it's not one that I'm ever going to watch again, unless I have a bout with insomnia. Next, a man enters a contest where the stakes can result in death. This is self-reliance. You have been selected to partake in the biggest reality show in the dark web. There will be people trying to kill you, the hunters. What are you talking about? There's people trying to murder me? Shit. Very much so. You will have 30 days to survive. You will only be killed when you are alone. So let me get this straight. You cannot touch me if I'm with someone, and then I get a million dollars. Jake Johnson directs and stars as Tommy, a down-on-his-luck man who is depressed over the end of his 23-year relationship with Teresa, played by Natalie Morales. Bored with his life, Tommy has a chance encounter with actor Andy Samberg, who pulls up in a limo and invites him in. Samberg has been hired to entice Tommy to go to a warehouse where he is asked to participate in a survival show that finds him hunted by a group trying to kill him. He will be followed at all times, and the only thing that can save him is if he is accompanied by another person, since the hunters cannot risk taking the life of an innocent person. If he makes it through 30 days without getting killed, he will win a million dollars. 
Tommy finds what should be a simple task of making sure he is not ever alone is actually much tougher than he thought. Several people attempt to fill this void, including a woman named Maddie, played by Oscar-nominated actress Anna Kendrick. Maddie claims that she, too, is experiencing this challenge, and the two pair up to keep each other safe. Can they survive? I give this film a... Shove it. This one was kind of a mess. Thankfully, it was mercifully short at under an hour and a half. The script was all over the place, the storyline had an interesting concept, but as usual, the execution was not very good. This is Johnson's directorial debut, and frankly, I don't know if he shows enough promise with this to have faith in future projects, but the good news is is that he has nowhere to go but up. Not even a handful of celebrity cameos could save this one. And finally, a small town is rocked when election season is interrupted by a serial killer. This is Founders Day. A town festival with a mass killer running around. Whoever it is is just getting choked. That's why these guys trip up. I know there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of rumors going around. What happened that night? Let's all stay close to home. Don't let your children out. Stay safe. Show starts in one minute. It is almost election day in the town of Fairwood, and Mayor Gladwell, played by Amy Hargraves, is running against Harold Faulkner, played by Jay Spartak. The race is pretty heated with residents fighting with each other over which candidate is better. Across town, lovers Melissa and Allison, played by Olivia Nakanen and Naomi Grace, are at a crossroads with Allison preparing to leave for college soon and Melissa feeling insecure about this decision. Melissa jokingly padlocks Allison to a bridge, saying that she won't let her leave. When suddenly a figure appears wearing a mask and dressed like a judge, he targets Melissa, who happens to be Harold Faulkner's daughter, and kills her with a gavel and throws her over the bridge. Following the murder, Allison grows close to Melissa's brother Adam, played by Devin Druid. They help each other get through the aftermath, and just when things settle down, the attacker strikes again, this time killing a member of the mayor's family. Soon, the entire town is on edge, and the political divide carries over into the decision to continue with the planned annual Founders' Day festivities while a killer is on the loose. Who is behind all these grisly murders? No one seems to know. I give this film a... Shove it. Oh boy, this one was a stinker. Everyone in this film completely overacted to the point where I couldn't tell if it was intentional or if they were just horrific as actors. The first ten minutes of the film actually weren't that bad, and I thought maybe the rest of the film would have that same vibe as the recent Thanksgiving movie or the Scream films, but it quickly went off the rails. The storyline turned into a jumbled mess. There was twist after twist after twist after twist that didn't really make any sense at all, and the person or persons responsible for the killings were revealed, and by that time, I didn't care. I have really not seen such bad acting consistently by an entire cast from beginning to end in quite a long time. 
I think it was supposed to be satirical and very well may have been, but they just went a little too far if that's the case, because it just came across as horrible. You can really avoid this one. That's it for this week's featured films. To recap, ISS is in theaters now and is a mild shove-it. Freud's Last Session is in select theaters now and is a shove-it. Self-Reliance is streaming on Hulu now and is a shove-it. And Founder's Day is in theaters now and is a shove-it. Oh, certainly wasn't the best week for movies. I'm itching for a good one. Finally this week, let's move on to the segment where I let you know the latest titles now available for home viewing. It's time for Now Streaming. Speaking of stinkers, two-time Oscar winner Hilary Swank stars as a mother seeking answers after her son turns up dead in The Good Mother. It is a movie that had potential but failed on execution at almost every attempt. It is now streaming on Hulu, and to hear my full review, listen to episode 106. The star-studded story of the GameStop stock takeover, Dumb Money, is an engaging, fast-paced story with a solid performance by Paul Dano. It is now on Netflix, and to hear my full review, listen to episode 109. And the thrilling non-stop action sequel, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, is one of those rare examples where the sequel improves upon those that came before it with a committed performance by Tom Cruise, and it was one of the best films of 2023. And it deserved better at the box office, I might add. It is coming to Paramount Plus with Showtime on Thursday, January 25th, and to hear my full review, listen to episode 95. So that's it for this week's episode of Theater Shove It. Thank you so much for listening. Support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies I reviewed this month, but don't go see any of the ones I reviewed this episode. They're not very good. While you're at it, share my podcast with your movie and TV-loving friends and family. You can drop me a line at theatershoveit at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram and letterboxd at theatershoveit and rate me wherever you get your podcast. Come back tomorrow to hear my reactions to the Oscar nominations, and also come back next week to hear reviews of the latest films, including Ava DuVernay's Origin. Until then, take care, everyone, and have a great week. This episode of Cedar Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved.